everyone. Welcome to a very dreary Podgevent Park. No Aaron Judge edition. And uh, not a lot of optimism about these 2023 Yankees. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kunshaw. How is it going? It's going great if you just ignore the Yankees. Yeah. I'm in a great mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to pretend the Yankees don't exist. Uh, this will be... New Jersey Devils talk for me, and that's about it. Yeah, and, and it's that's definitely going to make all the uh, the Rangers and Islanders fans who are also Yankees fans and listen to us feel great, I'm sure. Look, I can say the Islanders fans are probably happy because they probably hate the Rangers more than they hate us. <laughs> True. So, And the Rangers fans can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> we are taking bold stances here early in the Hodgman Park. There we go. We did it. Uh, um, but yeah, no, the Yankees stink right now. Um, boy, hopefully, do that, they? hopefully they will stop stinking at some point this year. But right now it's not fun. No, that four game series in Texas was about as lifeless as I've seen from the Yankees in quite some time. And even somehow more than their terrible stretch last August, like at least those were you know it was like extremely annoying and frustrating baseball but at least like the players were in the lineup that you'd expect and it just wasn't happening that doesn't like necessarily make it feel better but it's at least like you're watching to think maybe they can turn it around but when the Yankees are throwing some of these lineups out there in Texas we're like oh my god this is just boring yeah, no, like they had no interest in being there. And you know what? I don't blame them. They were at a Costco for four games. They couldn't get any free samples. And Willie Calhoun was batting like fifth. Like, they, this is not okay. <laughs> yeah, Willie Calhoun's in there. Franchi Cordero is like messing things up and got demoted mid-series, which was pretty funny until Jake Bowers immediately Dustin Fowlered himself and suddenly Franchi Cordero was back. <laughs> yeah, that, poor Jake Bowers. Yeah, that's that's that just sucked to see because he'd been really slugging it in a triple A this year. And I I don't think any of us had like expectations that he was going to come in and be the answer. But, you know, he was a guy who deserved a chance and then immediately ran into a wall making a terrific catch and didn't even get to bat. (laughs) Yeah, no, let's talk about Jake Bars for a second. Like it was obviously a very incredible catch. Um, Kudos to him for kind of going all out, but also you dummy. Relax. I mean, um, I, I don't blame him. He's, no, he, not wants, at all. <laughs> he wants to make a good impression. He knows that this offense is not exactly creating a lot of runs. But... No, the, the only reason he's a dummy is because he's one of the faces I was not tired of yet because <laughs> I barely saw his face. And now I didn't get a, get a chance to, you know, get tired of his face. Yeah. Well, you might have some time because they did not end up having to IL him, which was pretty shocking considering how he looked at the warning track. But... Uh, it seems like he will stay with the team and be act and not even be activated. He'll just like return to the lineup at some point in the next few days and avoid the IL. So I guess that's good. <laughs> but yeah. more, I guess more importantly, we should talk about who just got back from the IL about uh, half an hour before we started recording. Harrison Bader. Uh, he's been activated, which uh, a little bit earlier than I expected. I thought they were going to wait until the Rays series this weekend, but now they're like, oh, bring him back. I mean, I think literally just yesterday, the, the reports came out like it, the, the, uh, they're eyeing the Rays series to bring him back. But I think you're just at a point, especially 
and we'll get to talk about this in a little bit more, but Aaron Judge is on the IL now. And yeah. there's just no there's just no life in that lineup. And as long as Harrison Bader's not at risk for like injuring himself further, it's basically like they're just calling him up to continue his rehab with the big league team. That's kind of what, <laughs> what, it, what it is. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in a lineup probably with Willie Calhoun. So in a sense, that is still a rehab assignment, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like as long as he's not at risk for re- re-injuring himself, like he can work on his timing up here because at the very least, like even though he he may not provide something with the bat immediately, we don't know if playoff Harrison Bader was the real deal. We don't know what we're getting on that side of the thing. The defense is going to help a lot because, well, they got nothing. Yeah, right like now. Aaron Hicks was just the center fielder again for the last you know several days, and he is not the answer by any stretch. And I don't think anyone even really thinks that. I don't even think Aaron Hicks really even thinks that at this point. The Yankees it's, barely think that because I think IKF plays more center than he does. Yeah, it's like Hicks or IKF and it's like, these are not... No, get Grow up, put a real center fielder out there, Harrison Bader, and hopefully he'll get some hits, but if not, at least you're getting the defense. Again, if not, what are we... What, what's going to be different about the lineup? Like, what, yeah. What's going to be different from the offense thing? At least Harrison Bader has an excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm still not going to be super optimistic about where the offense is over the next, I don't know, while, because it's just such a drop off after the first four hitters to nothing in particular. And part of that is guys from last year falling off, whether you're, you're Oswaldo Cabrera's or Jose Trevino, even though he homered last night. It's just so many holes in this the bottom of the lineup that it's not hard for a guy like Nate Evaldi to throw a shutout against this team, right? Yeah, no, it's it, Oswaldo Cabrera, man. And what, what, it's a bummer. It's really a bummer. Yeah. And like, especially because, like, you know, obviously last year he came on and it, it was just great and fantastic. And then you kind of had your hesitations or like your whatever going into spring training, like, oh, you know, we got to temper ourselves a little bit. And then he had a phenomenal spring where it's like, oh, okay, maybe he's actually good. And then. Yeah, eh, it's it's yeah, it, it's dire. That's all I can say about as well. Yeah. Cabrera, but he, he's got to you know turn it around. I think there is uh, some real merit to the idea that maybe he should go back to AAA for a little while to you know, work out some kinks in his swing. The only only problem is that right now you're putting a worse product out in the field in the majors and maybe you and you have to balance like okay what do we think about Oswaldo's long-term development his future with the organization how do we weigh that versus what's going on now and it's really tough and I don't it's a tough game to play and I think it'll be ideally it will be easier when they get more of these guys back especially ideally judge only does have to miss that week and he'll be back on Monday but it's it's just a very thin lineup right now yeah I don't envy the front office right now. I also don't like them. But, but I also don't like them. Yeah, this is a lot of this is their own making. So you can't really, I can't be too forgiving of them, but I don't envy them at the same time. Yeah, like I think we've been over this, but like when you construct a roster full of a whole bunch of dudes who have injury histories and they get injured, you can't then point to the injuries and be like, well, we got to wait till they get back because no, that was the that was the whole point of your roster construction. And you did not go and supplements at all after you re-signed Aaron judge, uh, at least on offense. So there was nothing there when, yeah. when these guys went down, that's all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I guess we have to use Frenchy Cordero and Willie Calhoun and that stuff. 
Yeah, this is not a bug in the design. This is the feature of the design. This was by design. Yeah. So that's like, just you tiring were just to hear. You were just hoping that the injured people didn't all get injured at once. Well, they did. Yeah, and that'll happen. And honestly, I am still waiting for a shoe to drop at some point on uh, Rizzo and DJ needing some time out too. That'll probably happen at one point or another. Uh, we're just fortunate that it hasn't happened yet. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I guess we, we also need to discuss, just because it's the story in wake of when we are recording the ninth inning of last night's game against Cleveland, which was uh, you know just the absolute shit cherry on <laughs> the Yankees Sunday of the past few weeks. And, you know, we thought maybe it would be what they did against Texas, especially in the last game when they lost 15 to two. But no, they found a new creative way to embarrass themselves. And that was blowing a two nothing lead in the ninth inning when they removed Domingo Harmon in the middle of a shutout, brought on Clay Holmes, Clay Holmes had nothing. They lost the game. Now, I think we are in agreement that the problem is being missed by a lot of people who are asking questions to Aaron Boone and all that. The problem is not removing Domingo Harmon. I understand Domingo Harmon is not someone you want to push. He's normally like a number four or five starter for a reason, Cruising, almost you're only cruising until you stop cruising. And if he had given up a game tying home run, then Boone would be excoriated too. The problem was turning to Clay Holes. Yeah, it's starting on her mom. Like maybe if the Yankees offense had, you know, a little bit more life and you, he, the, he's playing with three, four, five runs of support, then yeah, you okay. You, you let him have that one runner and then you kind of just go, kind of go from there, take from there, give him a little bit more, longer of a leash. But it's a two run lead when your offense literally can't score anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he went eight and a third and got, he had two outs left to go and he still looked fine, whatever. You don't risk it, especially when your team has just been, hasn't been able to steal a win or so. It would have been, it would have, it would have been a disservice to kind of let Domingo Ramon fail there at that point. If that was what was going to happen again, issue is not pulling Domingo Ramon. The issue is going to play Holmes when since his inconsistencies, Started up last year, he's not that same guy. And I don't know if the Yankees either just want are trying to will him into being that guy or they think he still is, but he's not somebody who you can trust for like these high leverage situations like that right now. Now, he started to get back a little on track toward the very end of last season in like late September, October. But other than that, and I guess the first week of this year, like it's just the same. The same story with Clay Holmes, where he's not getting good command of his sinker, and it's just either missing the strike zone entirely or just going right in there. And I know some of the some of the errors last night were like his own making, like that ball that he bobbled that was a weak grounder. That was a good result for him, but you know you can't bobble that grounder in that situation. No. So that's part of it too. But the Yankees can't be turning to Clay Holmes right now in these tight situations when they have more reliable options out there. Like, I know Wandy Peralta ended up walking in the go-ahead run, but it would have been better seeing him. Would have been much better seeing Michael King, who is back in form and would have been facing the heart of the Cleveland lineup. That's what you want Michael King to do. That's why he's here. I know you like to have him be piggybacking with Clark Schmidt or occasionally doing multiple innings, but this is the situation where you needed Michael King. Or even use Ron Marinaccio. Ron Marinaccio has been really good this year. I think you could very much just slot him right in. You don't need to give Clay Holmes 
closer tenure. You know, I love how good he was in the end of 2021. And obviously when he was an all-star for the first half in 2022, that's not who he is. No. And like, yeah, his last three outings have, were fine, whatever. Like, so like, yeah, you know, he's, he's had maybe a couple bumps in the roads, but he's been mostly, I guess, okay or fine this year, but he hasn't been like phenomenal, like lights out play homes where you just trust him in that situation. And he hadn't pitched in a week either. Like, Mm-hmm. You gotta expect that there's gonna be some some stuff going on there. And oh, yeah, I feel like you have to give him a clean inning if you're exactly. going to if you're going to put him in. And I, and I and I'm not saying that he should have started the ninth and uh, taken Herman out. I think I I I think the decision to put Herman out start the ninth made sense. Yeah, no, I was I was with that, and it made sense. And you know, you just let him go better to better. And again, if it was a three four three even a three run lead, I think maybe you even give Herman like that one batter on base, right? One guy on base, yeah, and go from there. But again, pulling Herman or what? Everything with Herman was not the issue. Letting him start the ninth was not the issue. Pulling him with the first runner, uh, who was uh, Quan reaching a uh, yeah. base, not the issue. Turning to Clay Holmes in that situation, like when you have, it, it'd be one thing again if every name you mentioned between Peralta, King, and Marinaccio were not available. Then it's like, okay, yeah, probably Clay Holmes is your guy. If those three were not available, but yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Even yeah. if you want to like see Michael and Michael King and you know do that whole multi-inning thing, which he's so good at, like yeah, I get that. That's probably where he provides the most value. But it's okay to use him for an inning or two outs or whatever if you need to. And even if you don't want to go to the Michael King route, good one, bring Wandy Peralta there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh boy, it, it is frustrating watching Aaron Boone flail out there and just hearing the same stuff over and over. Uh, our old friend Matt Provenzato had a <laughs> went on a, a mini retweet binge last night after the game of just retweeting how many times like Aaron Boone has said to Brian Hoke after the game, we've got to get better. And it's like five times in the last like, year and a half. It's like, thanks, man. I'm really encouraged. Like, and, and, and we've talked about this before. I don't know what else I expect him to say, but like, I'm just no. tired of what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. And you, you got to wonder how long they're going to stick with him. I mean, I don't think he's in any immediate trouble. I think they obviously really love Aaron Boone. Um, and, I, and I don't even think that, like, as I it's like tweeted recently, like, I don't think, like, if you had, like, sudden master strategist in, like, he's still putting out these lineups of injured players. So there's and there's there's also only so much you can do there. But he's also not helping. <laughs> yeah, like, Aaron Boone is probably is a fine manager when everything is clicking and all that, right? And when your players aren't hurt. And then in this situation... With this roster, I don't know who does succeed. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, we can complain about Boone and find faults in him or whatever, but I don't know who is going to do anything better. Like, the only thing, yeah, maybe yesterday they turned to not play Holmes and get actually get the win. Okay, now they're what sixteen and fourteen instead of fifteen and fifteen, and just still can't score a run. <laughs> maybe score more than two runs. Yeah, that's also the problem. Like they, there were situations last night when we've seen this a lot recently. They had opportunities against Cal Quantrill, <laughs> and they were not able to get anything done. Uh, like they got the two early runs, and then that's like, okay, we're good. enough. Like it was uh, that the was it Sunday or Saturday? I forget which game of um, the Texas series that Nestor started, and it just turned into a complete blowout. But the Yankees scored a run, and then I was like, I don't think they're going to score runs, and they, they granted with a grand total of two runs. Like, that's, I feel, I feel like that's all they can muster for themselves is two runs, and that's just if they are, like, trying their darndest. Yeah. 
Well, I guess we should also mention uh, there was some the the other injury news from yesterday, other than Aaron Judge going on the IL. Uh, Jonathan Lewiska, uh one of those bullpen options who is not there right now. We're not going to see him until sounds like August at the earliest because he had to have surgery to remove a bone spur in his elbow. So that's that's great. <laughs> Just add it on to the pile. It was a spur of the moment decision. Ugh. I hate myself, but I need to find happiness somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I got. Yeah, no, that stinks. <laughs> really the best I can say. And and also not going to have Lou Trevino back anytime soon. Seems like he might even be done for the season and possibly for his Yankees career because he's getting a second opinion on his elbow. So, uh, bye. He was fun while he lasted. Yeah, for like two the two minutes, sort of like Efros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a more protracted, uh, yeah, at least Efros was like, oh, uh, I'm pitching okay. Oh, nope, sorry, I need Tommy John. Bye yeah. forever. Or I guess not yeah. even bye forever because he'll probably be back, but yeah. yeah. He did begin a throwing program yesterday, for, or not yesterday, but recently, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, I saw, saw Montas did, too. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, you. Last year's trade deadline, rallying success. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, condolences to Ken Waldachuk for pitching out in Oakland. You're, you're doing, I don't even know if I want to say you're doing your best, but you are doing. <laughs> you are existing. You yeah. are. You think, therefore, you are. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, yeah, and Luis Severino seems yeah, like he's going to have a rehab start this week, so he's on the trail. That's that's all we're going to go with. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll see him in a couple weeks as long as there's no setbacks, but we can't assume anything for anybody anymore. Yeah. So. And especially not Galax Severino. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, but that's all we can be right now. Yeah. Considering how little hope there is, Right now in Yankee Land, I'm clinging to the small bits that I can. Like maybe Severino will have a good rehab and be back soon. Maybe Rodon will also continue rehabbing and we'll be back in June as he hopes. Maybe Harrison Bader will make the lineup at least mildly respectable again. I don't think he's going to be the five homer guy in the postseason again, but something, something, anything, please. He might be a five homer guy, but that just might be for the whole regular season. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably going to be like two days in this whole season where the roster is fully healthy and we can be like, yeah, this is a great roster. And then that's about it. Yeah, like we had opening day and uh, the first couple weeks where they were winning a bunch of series. And since then, it's just been in the tank. (laughs) You can't even say opening day because Gorodon and Severino weren't even there. Uh, No, that's true. They they were at least winning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No. They, they had they had Stanton and Judge hitting dingers. You know that was yes. fun. But I, I do miss those. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, that's the Yankees. We didn't even mention anything about losing the first season series to the Twins since 2001, which is its own indictment. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know is last week when we recorded, it was right after they lost their first series of the season, and I said that they were screwed from now on. So I think I brought this. <laughs> Yeah. Either, either I brought this or I'm just a genius. I mean, we also did talk about how, like, even though they were winning they were series, barely early, squeaking yeah, by. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't sustainable. <laughs> no, not at all. They were just getting lucky to be winning those games and series after a certain point. All right. Um, let's take a short break and we will be right back. And we're back. 
So we do need to talk about how yeah, he's now have uh, 17 games in 17 days, which seems bad for a team that already looks exhausted and depleted. But that is the card that they've been dealt. What did you think we were going to come back from the ad break and be uh, and have good news? We no. did not. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. off on Thursday, and then then yeah, so take it away. They they finish up the Guardian series. They have an off day before they see the Rays for I think the first time this year. I can't remember. Yeah, it's the first time. First time this year, right? Yeah, and um, then from there it's just there's no break. So hopefully. Like I said, the biggest thing we can hope for is Aaron Judge only needs a minimum amount of time and he could come back after that race series. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like I hope Harrison Bader injects some life into them because they do not look good. We're going to see a lot more of that Texas series there, I feel like if they can't, you know, turn things around and figure something out real quick. Where they, like we said, they just look lifeless, they look dead. But now it's just going to be 17 days in a row. Yeah, and they they'll have to play the Rays six times to- or seven times in there, and also the Blue Jays four times so they're going to be tested there they'll have the most they'll get for a break is playing against the a's and reds uh in the middle and the end of it but you know that the reds one is still going to be a road trip they have like a one of those weird peacock sunday morning games to end it on the 21st so they're going to be like oh god can we just sleep oh and one more thing we should mention is the yankees are in last place yes that is that is truth the first time since 2016 uh, I know it was like first time since 2016 that they ended April and last, which oh, is okay. like a tie for last. But now since the Red Sox won last night, they're just in last. Yeah, they're just straight up in last. And you're going up against the Rays, the uh, the Rays and the Blue Jays when you can't score. This is a very, this is a good chance to be a very ugly month for the yeah. Yankees. Oh, yeah. Um, or they're going to, you know, reel off like 14 wins in a row. Probably not. They're not going to, but... <laughs> so that's uh, the the exciting month ahead for the Yankees. Uh, good luck, guys. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, peek in on what exactly is going on with the B-Ref Top 12, because I'm sure right now that is a interesting assortment of characters. Well, the first four are exactly who we had last week, just in a slightly different order, but... Yeah, I mean, the only person deserving of being here is Garrett Cole. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He is atop the leaderboard with more than double the next person. So Garrett Cole, followed <laughs> by Aaron Judge, coming in at a whole win above replacement. Then Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Volpe, mm-hmm. Ian Hamilton, because why not? The Slombio King ascending, because <laughs> that's what happens when your team is in last place and no one's in <laughs> Exactly. Uh, DJ LeMayhew following him. My sweet prince, Michael King, following DJ. The corpse of Giancarlo Stanton, just hanging around in eighth place. Mm-hmm. Wandy Peralta. Ron Marinaccio, making his debut. Jimmy Cordero. And yeah. rounding up the top 12 is Domingo Armand, who was probably helped by yesterday's outing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> if we had done this uh, the other day, then he would probably not have been on there, but Nope. Throw eight and a third innings, two hit ball. Then yeah, you get you get on there. Yeah. But uh it must be said, uh sadly, no Nestor. I think his uh start on Sunday really blew him the hell up, which is sad to see. I love Nestor, and but he just did not have it. I think I figured out what happened with him though. What? 
this is this so this is this is this is science this is fact this is foolproof so i was watching the game game on my on the yes app right on the ipad yeah they had the nester's official picture but they had it without the mustache oh no what are we doing here and then of course he proceeded to have a terrible game like i blame the yes app yeah which is trash more like the no app Yes, oh. Yeah, gotta gotta get the stash in there, guys. Come on, what are we doing? That's like his entire thing. That's 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 where his powers come from. Yeah, we we saw what he was like before it. It's not the same. No, he's not. So, yes, uh, get your crap together. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a representative BRF top twelve. I that's surprised <laughs> to see Ian Hamilton that high up there. Also, we should say at this point, Ian Hamilton, Jimmy Cordero, also probably better options than Clay Holmes at this point. Honestly, yeah, clearly they've been good. I'm not even. I'm not even like shitting. Like he's, yeah, no, like, they're both they're both like good little finds. I again, I'm as I wrote up in the Lawaska thing yesterday. It's just Matt Blake is really good at getting randomly good seasons from relievers. We've seen it before, like the Lickies of the world. Shout out to you, stay home, Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the 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 bullpen is something I'm actually not really worried about, other than Clay Holmes, which is a serious problem. <laughs> Yeah, and it, the only reason you're worried about Clay Holmes is because the Yankees just keep insisting on giving him opportunities that he probably shouldn't be getting, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes back to you know his initial Yankees tenure form and proves us wrong, but right now he's not there. No, I think you got to slide him back to a little bit lower leverage spots, try to trust other guys with the most important innings right now, because that's not working. I, even if he has like a couple good games in a row, you need to have a longer stretch, I think, before you're good at being like, okay, you can take over in the ninth with a base runner on and you're not going to walk everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we are. Those are the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, shall we get out of here? Do our Yankee Manfred? Let's do it. All right. It's the Yankee and Manfred of the week. All right. Who is your Yankee of the week? My Yankee of the week is. New Jersey Devils goaltender number 40, Akira Schmidt. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? He At least he succeeded in the last week. Yeah. Hey, two shutouts for a rookie goaltender in a playoff series. That's really all you can hope for, right? Like coming down. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about this as if I have nothing. I'm going to give him the actual award. But, yeah, coming into the series, you know, when their team was already down and providing a spark and providing a life and helping the Devils beat the Rangers and move on to the second round. Let's do it. Akira Schmidt, you're my yeah. Yankee of the week. Big ups. He's been doing Yankee things even if uh, the Yankees are not. So. Yes, exactly. So how about that? Aaron Judge wearing a Rangers jersey. Boom. <laughs> I will say uh, kudos to Anthony Volpe, who went to the game with Judge but refused to put on a jersey, probably because he didn't want to, you know, stir any feathers. So I respect that boy. Yeah. Good New Jersey boy, Anthony Volpe. Yes. Thank you, sir, <laughs> for your service. Yes. Uh, my Yankee of the Week is going to be Garrett Cole. They, again, he's like the only guy doing enough around here. And, and, and that's, that's, that's not even fair. He's doing more than enough. Garrett Cole might be the best pitcher in the American League. I mean, this is not news, but like so far this year, he might be the best pitcher in the American League. It's like him or Sonny Gray. And he, like the last time the Yankees won, it was when Garrett Cole was on the mound. And now he's going to take the mound again tonight and try to win again for the first time since then. Because <laughs> yeah. the Yankees don't win when Garrett Cole doesn't start, apparently. It's like his late Pirates day is all over again. No, when, when, the, and when the team's gone like two and six in the last week, right? Like, th- there's really Garrett Cole is the only option for an actual Yankee of the week. My, 
I, if I didn't give it to Schmidt, I was going to pity give it to Jake Bowers just for like, I don't know. But like, that's all I had. I had nothing. Good catch, man. Yes. Sorry about your, le- your legs. Your legs. <laughs> your legs. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. What's the man for the week? My man for the week is Aaron Judge. Wow. Got him. Yeah, not, <laughs> like not for him getting hurt or whatever. It's just like, dude, you don't need to steal third in a game where you're up by like I forgot how many runs that they were at that point. But like, don't steal runs and uh, don't steal third. And if you're gonna steal, don't slide like an idiot and do that and hurt yourself. And that was pretty much what started it all. And yeah, Aaron Judge. Yeah, wasn't it? It's like a different injury than the hip thing, but I can't imagine that exactly helped if he was already like, uh, my hip sore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because it was right after that, right? Like he stayed in that game. Then the next day was uh, he, he had that my weird like swing where he just didn't feel it. But I'm gonna go ahead and just assume, and this is based off of nothing. But I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's that slide that caused it. Also, oh, you said it, Doctor Shaw. Yep, that's me. The doctor is in. Woo! All right. Um. My man for the week, I'm going to go with someone who's like one of the real hitters in the lineup right now, but is not doing that. And that is DJ LeMahieu. Uh In the past week, he's hitting 160, 185, 280 with a 21 WRC plus that is lower than Aaron Hicks, Oswaldo or Oswald Peraza. It's not lower than Oswaldo Cabrera, but it's it's not good. They need more from I, from DJ than he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. He was he was in consideration for me, but he actually had an okay game yesterday. So like, yeah, yeah, and at least like he's one of the guys who I think will be better. But that's this just ain't it right now. Yeah, and to your point, right? Like we could just you know continue to pound on like Aaron Hex and Frenchie Cordero and Willie Calhoun, but like I don't know, we have no expectations of them. So no. <laughs> what what's the point? No, the problem with them is just that they are being asked to do stuff when they that shouldn't have been part of the equation at all exactly but dj he's somebody who like you said is a real hitter and a real part of this lineup and needs to do better and especially in the situation that the yankees are in right now where it's just there's three or four guys who are going to be called upon or relied upon to score the run and carry this offense yeah well maybe now it's five guys with uh harrison bader if he wants to do anything so perhaps yeah perhaps. at the very least he will get some fly balls in center, and I will not have to see Hicks or IKF as much. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm sure that we will get at least one of them in the the Rays series, because probably coming back from injury, they're not going to play Bader twice on the turf, but uh, we will get to that problem. We will get to that problem once we hit the weekend, and hopefully the Yankees will have won another game by then. Also, Harrison Bader, please don't dust and follow yourself, too. (laughs) God, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Like, Take a deep breath. Like, like, do you think, do I need to go into the wall to get this ball? <laughs> Especially at the trap. Be careful yeah, with the trap. Please. At least he's not playing left or right and doesn't have to worry about those fences and foul territory that like that's true, yeah. broke Carlos Beltran that one time. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, we're just going to bring it back to 2016 memory. That, that might be where we're headed for this season. We'll see. Yeah. TBD. Um. TBD. There's no, there's no Gary Sanchez to call up and you know make this at least entertaining in the summer. <laughs> no, no, no summer of Gary. No. All right. Okay. So that'll do it for us on, on the uh, Podument Park. Uh, the Podument Park. That's what we are. 
<laughs> the Monument Park. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Monument Park. Follow Pinstrip Alley at Pinstrip Alley. Follow me at Merns PSA. This is all assuming that Twitter still exists. Uh, <laughs> that the web the web browser forum broke yesterday and kept logging everyone out. So way to go, Elon. Brain Congratulations. genius. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> And Kunj wisely unbothered by this since he is not on Twitter. So that's that's all I got. Um, recommendations for the week? I don't know. Watch Devil's Canes Wednesday night. Watch Devil's Canes and uh, support the Writers Guild. Yes, support the Writers Guild too. They streaming giants. They are hoarding their profits, and the writers are not getting much because TV industry is operating like it's still 2007, and we're all watching network TV. We are not right. Anyway, so, yeah. Solidarity. That's all we got. That's, all, that's the best we can do. Okay. Bye, everyone. Go Yankees. Please don't embarrass us.